read it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, May 24th. The Vols are everywhere. We're on social media. We're being played as a dynasty on uh, with Barstool on NCAA 14, a game that's six years old. And today, we're all over, is this TNT? All over TNT, thanks to, thanks to our good friend Peyton Manning. Yeah, we are. Uh, there's no doubt we're the hottest team in college football. Yeah, is your mic? You got... Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, Good. we'll check it. Um, but yeah, the Vols are absolutely everywhere. You love to see it. Um, and then I love that Georgia thinks they get in on it because Peyton throws your head coach's name out there. <laughs> They're like, oh, look, look, at, look at Georgia Carl, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see if we can get Landon's mic fixed up. Uh. I don't know what's going on here. Sorry about that. We got some te- technical difficulties. We'll see if we can uh, if we can get it fixed real quick. Um, but yeah, the the fact that the Vols are still able to stay uh, in the news, I guess, from uh, with all of this going on is is it's pretty nice for sure. Pretty nice. So let me try to fix this up. Go go again real quick. Uh, I don't know. We're going to have to work on Landon's mic as we, as we get this show uh, rolling here. Um, we do have a great show for you guys. More commitments. More commitments because that's just what Tennessee does. Um, and then we're going to talk about those. You, you, we've already talked about two of them. If you, if you haven't heard, check out YouTube. As commitments roll in, we try to get videos up due to um, I was traveling the last time that um, – traveling the last last time the commit happened um, – that's why we didn't get get uh, one out on Trinity Bell. But typically, we are going to get videos up for YouTube and recap those commitments as they happen. So make sure you check that out um, as it happens, because we want we don't want y'all to be up to date on everything happening. So we'll go over all of those again. Um, we've also got. Uh, let me pull up my, oh, my notes real quick. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to get Landon fixed up here. Uh, his mic fixed up. We've also got. Um, Talking about the return to football. Return yeah. to football. June 8th. Some schools aren't, though. And I'm sure that'll be Matt Jones's uh, reason for them sucking and losing Tennessee, even though that's been happening the last however long. He's the worst. The absolute worst. Yeah. Um, and then we've got – we're going to project some stats. Yeah. We norm- I know we normally do it as – and I, I, I will get more in-depth – as we get closer to the season and do our position breakdowns, but regardless, we're going to talk about uh, talk about some of those uh, what we believe will be some stat leaders uh, later on or uh, throughout this year, and so we're going to talk about all that. And then we've got the uh, we've got Coach Dugs tonight taking on rival Florida in Gainesville, right? In Gainesville, yeah. Like I said, balls everywhere on TNT right now. Going to be on Twitch later. Um, and Doug's is going to go four and he's three and zero, right? Three and zero, Baylor. Yeah, three and zero. Going to be four and zero later tonight. Uh, then hopefully with the fifty burger. Hopefully with the fifty burger. I like that we're putting up points. That if you haven't listened to his, the podcast on Big uh, Barstool Big Cat or um, Coach Doug's, whatever, whichever you want to say, um, it's hilarious. I uh, I made a friend in in the airport because he thought I was laughing at something that he said, and I was listening to. The podcast on the slice on the slice. Okay. I was listening to it, and um, 
I thought I get I, I guess he thought I was laughing at something he said, and I wasn't. But I made friends, so it worked out. It was, it was electric. It was. Oh, he, it's. Are we good now on the mic? Yeah, you're good. You're, okay, you're cool, in. Cool, cool. I got you in. Gotcha. Appreciate um, that. Hey, props to you, man. I'm working. I'm sorry. Your tech to, and, and you're talking. Out. I mean, you're doing the whole thing. I mean, I'm basically don't even need to be here. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> um, that, yeah, I was sorry. Sorry about those technical difficulties. They are squared away. Um, you can hear Landon clear now. Um, so we're good to roll. Um, we've also got some segments, fan questions, and some segments for you. It's an exciting episode. I'm back. I was in Phoenix. It's the that's why I've got the ASU hat on. Um, if you've been to Phoenix or probably I'm, I'm sure Arizona or Tempe is much more fun when they're in school. That's what I heard. Yeah, I heard they like to party. So there was nothing, obviously nothing going on while I was there, which was slightly disappointing. But we'll but live. he met Herm and Herm gave him the hat. So yeah. you know, I told him you got to wear it. Right. I did go to Sun Devil Stadium one day, and I told Landon there was a car parked in the handicap spot, so I thought maybe he was in the office. <laughs> so uh, he didn't come out and greet me at the gate. Uh, that was unfortunate. Dude, that's an awesome stadium. I was telling you, uh, it's just like tucked, per- perfectly tucked like in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty cool stadium, and I-, I think they would be able to do a similar to – so they say the only – so it must be something with like the Timmy River. I don't know. They say the only stadiums accessible by boat are Washington and Neyland. But I feel like ASU's was. I feel like ASU's was. I know that if you, especially if you've been on a boat that docks at Calhoun's, that's a long walk, especially if you've been tailgating all day. In the heat too. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, it, it that's gets a rough. long. Walk. Oh, that's, I saw the guys. I played TP. Dude, I had a great week. I played TPC Scottsdale. Uh, that's the host of the Phoenix, the Waste Management Phoenix Open. One of the guys I played with, I was like, I bet you all can tailgate there. I was like. But one at Calhoun's, especially on a hot September day after you've been drinking all day, that's a long walk. It's a very long yeah. walk. Hey, just think if you're a little taller, you could be in this thing. In the match? Yeah. You, you could have been <laughs> one of the quarterbacks. Yeah, maybe. That's, that's <laughs> certainly possible. I, I've never been one to doubt myself, so I'm with you there. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I had full faith in you. If you're just a little taller, you just yeah. didn't meet the requirements. Right. Um, um, I think – I think most people, especially the way people are tweeting about Tom Brady's game, I think everybody's in agreement. If you had Bill Belichick on your side, you could be here. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, rivals in 247 didn't do you any favors. No, they did not. <laughs> they did not. Uh, I did. Did I send you that picture? This has been several months ago. I found the program for our senior year of high school, mm-hmm. and I was listed at 510. I was like, shout out to whoever did that. I appreciate <laughs> it. Not 510, not close to 510, but I, I, it's greatly appreciated that you believed in me to maybe reach that height one day. Yeah, I uh, said I was six foot, one hundred eighty pounds. I'm still not six foot, one hundred eighty pounds. Uh, when I got to Carson Newman, they're like, "Hmm, six foot, huh?" <laughs> they like put that. They put you to measure it, and they're like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah. six foot, huh?" That's great. That's fantastic. But yeah, they hurt your feelings. They they tell you exactly how it is when you get to college. They're like, "Yeah." At least the program probably said six foot, though. They can lie on that. No, so that they read. What I wrote down for my life. And they didn't help you in the Carson Newman? No. Didn't help me. Roster? No. Mm. I feel like they help <laughs> like they some Tennessee players every once in a while. They probably do. I feel like they measure a couple of them in, in tennis shoes. I, I was not one that they cared helping, so. <laughs> fair. Fair. They weren't worried about the height of, uh, yeah. of you. Um, they, they, you were one of the guys that uh, you added to their credibility. Yeah. See, I, see, we put his real hype on here. I helped GPA. <laughs> that too. <laughs> that too. Um, like I said, we have a wonderful episode not just that, we're also doing a giveaway. 
Landon's got more to tell you about that and about the great sponsors who make this show and that giveaway happen. Yeah, so go check out our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House, Bet Now, Commercial Bank, and Hound Dogs. You can go on volunteerroadshow.com right now. And do it right now. And do it whenever. But you can do it right now. Get in our drawing for the Hound Dogs giveaway, the $25 gift certificate at the end of the show. Um, do that. You can create a profile, create an account. Um, it gives you access to all our content, all our um, articles, all our shows. So go do that. Um, and that puts you in the drawing each episode to win that $25 gift certificate. So go do that. I'm going to tell you guys about Commercial Bank. Commercial Bank is your neighborhood bank, and they're a leading financial institution with the services, capabilities, and resources of regional and national banks. Whether it's purchasing a home, saving for your child's future, or planning your next vacation, Commercial Bank is with you every step of the way to navigate life's big decisions. Life made better. Visit cbtn.com to learn more and find a branch near you. Guys, go check out our official bank of more important issues, Commercial Bank. Love it. We've already got a question. You want to go ahead and get there since we've yeah. already got it asked? Just just roll with it. We haven't cool. gotten any segments, so we'll go ahead and do this. I know sometimes we make you all wait. Yeah, we're, we're on YouTube, <laughs> Twitter, Facebook, so we're uh, kind of following along. If you all have any questions, feel free to, to drop them in there, and we'll try to get to them. Um, but hello, everyone. It's good to be back it's, with one Yeah, of. it's great to be back. I, I mean, obviously, we'll make the you know the remote episodes yeah. work but it's it's better to be here we got we it's got a remote thing kind of coming up yeah i'm excited I, I was hoping to tell you guys about that tonight uh due to some issues um that you know they, it happens it's part of life uh we we aren't going to be releasing a special little um uh bonus episode this week or sorry i should say monday uh maybe though later in the week we might have it for you yeah, so we'll work that we'll out that, yeah. and i'm excited Landon's excited um several vfls are excited can't wait to do that for you guys i'm gonna go ahead and answer this question from trevor just drop my pen is it even an episode if i don't drop something yeah um it's not. out of the big four trevor asked out of the big four oklahoma georgia florida and alabama who do you all think ut has the best chance of beating ranked one to four who i like this question a lot because i think this year with the way that we talked about kind of how the schedule falls having oklahoma early on i don't know if that hurts us or oklahoma more um i feel like Tennessee had just as much, if not more, momentum at the end of the year last year. But I'm going to talk about it in stats. We lose a lot of key guys. Yeah. We lose a lot of key guys. Mm -hmm. I like that Oklahoma is early on in the year. I, But I don't know if that necessarily helps Tennessee beat them. I think – I'll go number one. I think it's Georgia. I like where it falls in the schedule. Okay. Um, I think Georgia's got a ton to replace. They, that could help them later on in terms of they could be getting comfortable, um, could be playing better football. But typically their be Georgia's best football is not played in November. <laughs> Uh, so I like I like that place in the schedule. I, I'm not saying it's a guaranteed win by any means, but I like that as our best chance. I think my mine is probably Oklahoma just because you look at what you know, we had to replace a lot, they have to replace a lot too. Mm -hmm. And it's probably their two best players on that roster was Jalen Hurts and Kenneth Murray. Yeah. And both of those guys are gone. They're having to replace their quarterback, Spencer Rattler, with you know, Hopefully, I mean, the SEC is going to be back. I don't know when exactly the Big 12 is supposed to be back. Well, NCAA cleared the, like, you can have people on campus, right? right? Okay. Right. Yeah. That's what I thought. Um, so, I don't, I don't know exactly when they're supposed to be back, but that's not a ton of time for a new quarterback to be there. No, and, and he's not, he didn't play any last year, right? He redshirted. Yeah, I he think did. he played some, okay, but so it was he, he, he still got his red shirt. He utilized those four games. Okay, I was thinking I didn't think he got any, any games. Uh, okay, so he did play a little bit. Um, that yeah, so I don't hate Oklahoma there. Oklahoma's my number two. Mm -hmm. uh, like I said from the get go, I, I like that they have a lot to replace as well. Yeah, I just think like 
I feel like our offense is going to be better. Um, when you look at our offensive line, that that's going to be better. It's going to help our whole offense. Yeah. Um, you probably have JG with another year under Jim Chaney, um, which is this is his first time with not replacing an OC. Yeah, that's true. So, that's true. Hopefully it's better. Cross your fingers. <laughs> and Oklahoma, their defense is ass. Like they're not good. They're and that trash. helps us as well. Yeah. They got that big twelve think, defense. Yeah. Who you got at number two? Number two, I probably go. And I don't feel great about it, but I kind of feel like it's Alabama. Really? I feel like we're just right there with them. Um, I think Georgia has some issues, too. They replace a lot, but they have a ton of talent on that roster. Not saying Alabama doesn't, but they are having to replace Tua. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we, we had their number last year. And that's something – I feel like there's an extra juice to Jeremy Pruitt when he's going to go up against Alabama. Yeah, I think especially last year. And I saw a couple people tweeting about it last week was um, – uh, the the timeout, the petty timeouts at the end of the half. I think that I think that half that last few minutes of the first half is when Jeremy Pruitt became a ball. Yeah, I love full and full. Like I love fully. how he did it too. It was just like a. Yeah. It wasn't like Butch Jones when he goes across <laughs> down the sideline with that. Yeah, it's just the, the Florida timeout. Yeah. Um, my number three though is uh, Florida. I, I and it's similar to how I'm going to go with Alabama, uh, except I just. Unlike Nick Saban, what has Dan Mullen really done mm-hmm. up to this point? I'm not saying he's not a bad he's not a bad coach, but what's he really won? I don't think we have any reason to Tennessee doesn't have any reason to fear anything Dan Mullen's done up to this no. point. They have a ton to replace. They've got off the field issues going on right now. I think it's tough it's gonna be tough to be Florida and, and you know, do what they've consistently consistently been doing over the last decade. I don't think Tennessee's in the same situation it has been. The difference between Tennessee and Alabama or Florida and Alabama in terms of opponents is uh, we beat Florida recently. And I think that's a mental hurdle to get over when mm-hmm. you're looking at not being Alabama since 2007. Yeah. That's a mental hurdle. Even though those guys weren't on that roster, they have to hear it all week. They have to see it all week. Um, so that's why I have Florida at number three. It's saying, I mean, I know Alabama comes to Neyland this year too, and that's good, but you still got to, you haven't beat Alabama. You did beat Florida in 2016. You haven't beat Alabama. That's true. That's true. That's that's a good point. Um, I think my number three would probably be Georgia's just because, like you said, um, it's at the end of the year. That's when we play our best football. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have lots of replays. DeAndre Swift, Jake Fromm. Um, they lose – they're probably going to have a really good defense. Um, but, I don't know. I just, like, it, it's, it's, cool. Points. it's cool now because – we're to the point where there's like the teams are better than us, but they're not that much better than us. Some I saw someone tweet. I don't remember who. I'd give you credit if whoever it was, um, if I remembered. Someone did say we shouldn't get blown out this year, and I agree. And I'm not saying if we get blown out, you should fire, uh, you should fire Jeremy Pruitt. Also, Tom Brady and Phil Milgason just I guess didn't high five because of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> did why? they air five? Yeah, it, it looked hilarious. like they were gonna do it, and we're like, oh, yeah. like no, I shouldn't do that because well, is- they they've been. Fist bumping. Yeah. yeah. This is for COVID relief, though. So that's, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't know. I guess you can't do that. Uh, but Brady and Mickelson just got back a hole. So it's getting interesting. Getting if, interesting. Uh, but if, sorry, where I was Tom at. Brady laid one on Phil Mickelson right on the lips. I guess yeah. that wouldn't that kind right. of be frowned upon. No, definitely. And, <laughs> I mean, even if it was his son, I guess less so somehow. <laughs> yeah. uh, but what I was saying is, and I don't think that's cause for firing. Look at each game individually. But Jeremy Pruitt. Has this roster where yeah you shouldn't you shouldn't get beat blown out yep especially because Al- Alabama's the teams you get blown out by Alabama Florida Georgia are not as strong as they have been the in the last few years yeah they're strong 
They're 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 going to be playoff contenders, but right. they're not as strong. They're not that much stronger than us. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. My, my fourth one is Florida, just because like I think Kyle Trask is you know for what we doubted when we played him last year, he's a pretty decent quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I, in, in terms of who they lost, I don't think they lost a ton. They lost C.J. Henderson. They they lost their receivers, but I'm sure they'll replace them with some mediocre receivers. <laughs> That'll beat us. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I think, I think Florida, Alabama's my fourth. I don't think Florida's gonna be an easy team to beat. None of these teams are. I mean, I think it was an interesting question because I think those four. I think most Tennessee fans will, and and everybody in the media definitely will. Those are your four losses next year. Yeah. So that that's an interesting question. Uh, let us know what you think. Rank them one through four. Uh, that's Oklahoma, Florida, Alabama, and then Georgia. Um, rank them. Tell us who you think you can beat. Who you think Tennessee has the best chance of beating? I think you could, like, different days I could flip flops. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think when we get into the season, I, I think I'll feel differently. Yeah, absolutely. I think I will. Uh, you had a question here, Landon. Lou wanted to know where you got that. He said Tennessee Vols recruiting shirt. I don't think it's a recruiting shirt. It's just a TriStar T. Um, you know where you got it? I got it at uh, – my grandma got it at the Carm store. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So, so I mean, I don't know if you can find <laughs> one like it. I, I can tell you the – Brand. brand, what's that brand? Uh, Southern something. Southern make tea, made tea. Southern made teas. Mm. There yeah, go. there you go. Yeah, this is a recruiting shirt. I like that. There you go. Now it is. Yeah, <laughs> just became it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> just became the recruiting shirt. Um, so let's start. Let's start with some. I guess we already started, but some some commitments. Yeah, because Tennessee's again. We're almost. We're at twenty three now. Twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah, twenty four. There's yeah. definitely gonna be some guys. Yeah, that, some guys are gonna be uh, asked to start looking elsewhere. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like you said, you have 24 commits. Um, the last time we spoke, we actually covered the Miles Campbell because yeah. we were with you on Wednesday. So well, and we covered, yeah, we did cover Miles Campbell, and then yeah. we also that night we released that YouTube video. I know we didn't do yeah. a show yet. But. Yeah, so we, we did talk about Cam and Marley on our YouTube um, on, on the little bonus show. Um, yeah, he, he's a four-star athlete from Ramsar, North Carolina. Um, just another one of those North Carolina kids um, getting yep. into to crossing. Uh, what do you call that? The gorge, crossing the gorge in the in the Knoxville. Maybe he goes the gorge. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I do <laughs> no, know I that he has never been on a visit here and came. Oh wow! I, th- I think last or I guess two weeks ago, um, came here with his coach and some of his teammates and just went around the campus, called one of the coaches, and saw what he needed to see. Oh, interesting. Um, so just, it wasn't even a visit. No, just went around campus and, and looked at literally the campus. Not he couldn't go in anything, right. but he literally right. went around campus huh. and uh, committed there. So I didn't know that. Yep. So uh, that's pretty cool because when you actually get him on campus, he's like, "Oh yeah, this place is freaking yeah. awesome." No. Yeah, um, that's that's good. See, you get him. He's got a number of offers. Florida had offered him. Uh, Georgia Tech, um, North Carolina, Kentucky. Um, NC State was in there as well, so um, pretty good guy. That and, and I think we talked about this on the YouTube chat. It was just like um, he doesn't really take a spot from somebody because he can come in and play so many different positions. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, and he's a four-star athlete. This is a guy that unless he chooses to look elsewhere, he will be in this class. Right. Come December or February. Right. So uh, I think you see him on the defensive side of the ball. He he plays a lot of receiver, plays corner, safety. Um, linebacker also punts for his team, so kind of that do it all guy, and um, doesn't have a, a ton of competition there right. um, where he goes to school. But 
Um, solid athlete. You look at his tape, he's the best athlete on the field at all times. Yeah, um, oh, absolutely. So he's the number five athlete, number eight uh, player in the state of North Carolina. Um, I think I see him as more like he, – he looks like a safety right now. Um, so I think that's where he'll start out. If he's able to put on weight quickly, I think you could see him at outside linebacker. Oh, okay, nice. Uh, and I'm, I don't think Tennessee, at least recently, I know there's going to be a change in strength coach this year. Did they have they made that official yet? No, it's not been okay. official. I mean, uh, it's, it's we it's assumed, and I think everybody kind of knows, but it's not been official. Yeah, I guess when they unofficially uh, official. I guess we'll probably figure that out in the next week or so. Yeah, yeah exactly. But recently, Tennessee's not struggled to put on weight, put weight on some guys. Uh, so I don't, I don't think that will be a problem. Um, then, so we we talked about three star tight end Miles Campbell. Um, he committed on Monday. Uh, we then, but you got Trinity Bell, another athlete, another athlete. I mean, that's that's all this class is a bunch mm-hmm. of athletes, and I think that's good. You want to improve your whole roster, get a bunch of guys that you can put different places. Yeah, and this guy's more. He's going to be uh, on the line, probably defensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, can you see him playing any spot on the defensive line, or do you think he's a fit somewhere? I think he, like okay, he's six seven two sixty from Albertville, Alabama. The number 37 athlete in the country. You beat out Auburn and get him. You beat out a bunch for Auburn. I'm going to get to that in a second. But, <laughs> um, so 6'7", 260, that, you could play basically anywhere. If right. you want to, and, like, and he probably does have some more weight to put on if he's going to be that interior lineman. But he could play that position. Size-wise, he reminds me of uh, Darrell Middleton. Okay. Yeah. Um, that, so, Darrell Middleton's a little bit bigger, right? He's closer yeah. to 300. So, right. So, I mean, he could eventually get – but. Right. Um, in high school, Middleton played bas- he same as Trinity Bell, played basketball, um, played a lot of, you know, flex tight end, um, yeah. where they spread him out on the outside. Um, and it, it was basically just mismatches. If he if he's able to get in a, in the weight room and put on weight, then yeah, he could be a defensive tackle. There you go. Um okay. but if not, he could be, you know, that uh defensive end type with a your hand in the ground. Or he could be a tight end. You know, he could fit the mold there. That's I mean, no one's going to want to cover a 6'7", 260-pound no. tight end. Nope. No. And that's, like you said, part of creating mismatches. If he's athletic enough to, to play faster than 260, well, you're going to have trouble covering him. Right. Yep. Guy that can play both sides of the ball. So Athletes, man. Athletes, athletes, athletes. athletes. That's what you want. Yep. We, uh, we have a question about recruiting. Uh, how many of those 24 will actually sign in December or February, Greg asked? Like we said, you're not going to – not all 24 of the guys you have right now will no. sign. That's just the nature of the business. Not all 24 will sign with Tennessee. Um, if if you had more four and five stars, uh, like Ohio State, their class is going to be pretty much that, those guys. Yeah. Because um, that's that's the way it goes. Those guys aren't going to be asked to look seek you know seek other opportunities, and um, most of those guys aren't going to leave a school like Ohio State. That's yeah, the unless they the just have a bad season, which I don't think anybody – Right. expects them to do exactly and then when you look at tennessee i think you can look at those four and five stars and go ahead and say um most of those guys are going to be on this rock on this in this class yeah three stars i don't know will we drop a four or five star i'm sure two yeah maybe so that that's just the nature of the business it happens uh i don't see a large number i think right now you could guess anywhere between 15 to 18 are definitely staying yeah, you, you take care of what you need to on the football field. That's that's your biggest recruiting pitch. Yeah, it I always mean, will be wins, wins, and wins. How many did we lose in 2017 when Butch left? How many did we re- commitments did we lose? 
There's no way we lost more than 10. We lost a lot. And so when we fired Butch, because he just basically had to scramble to put a class together. Right. Let's. I guess let's say how big of a difference was it from... Jeremy Pruitt's first year to his second year? Well, first year, like how many guys did you actually lose? I guess that... Because I think the question was essentially... Tennessee's not going to – Tennessee, I think you could lock in right now for a top 10 class. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Top five, got to get more four or five stars that you know are going to be here um, when it, when it's all said. Um, yeah, I, I think I think you could – if you had better guys, you could lock them in. It's tough to lock them in right now, I think. Mm-hmm. Especially with the the, the trend of um, – the way Tennessee's trending in recruiting. Yeah, I think that, you know, if you're able to – if you go into Norman – and be Oklahoma, and you show that you're actually on the come up. Yeah, then that that's gonna sell. Oh, there's gonna be a lot of stuff I think that sells this season. I don't I don't see you losing a ton of commitments. Um, you're gonna lose guys. It's just it's the way it goes. Yeah, if you if you're competitive in every single game and you yeah. lose, say you lose four games, you're eight and four. You go win a bowl game. Who remembers you know Tennessee's last couple games of the season? We won them, but like a commit, they look at that last game. Yeah. It, if you if you win a bowl game, you've sold. You, John, John Ward selling. said it, or John Ward, John John Majors, Johnny Majors. He said it. They remember what you do in November. Yeah, absolutely. finish out the year strong. I mean, there's going to be a lot of tough tests. That is one thing about Georgia being in November. You don't have, which you still have Kentucky and Vanderbilt, thankfully, to help yeah. pad that out. But uh, I would take Missouri in November okay. over Georgia. Now I, I do like the switch, but when we're talking about, excuse me, recruits, every everyone looks at what you do in November. Um, yeah, you could. There's a lot of times, which I guess our record with Missouri isn't great, so just switch them at that point. Yeah, <laughs> just switch them. Um, yeah, this hat is a little faded. My my Greenville Green Devils hat is a little faded. <laughs> um, it it is an Arizona State hat. I just got back from Phoenix uh, Friday. Uh, Phoenix is awesome. If there if Neyland Stadium was in Phoenix, I would already move to Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That's the only thing keeping you here. It's 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 and it. me. Yeah, and yeah, and Landon and Landon and Neyland. If you moved him out to Phoenix, I'd be there in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, I also think I got lucky. It's been hotter the last two days in Knoxville than it ever was while I was in Phoenix. Dude, we I were sitting like, outside yesterday, especially at Calhoun's because I had my back yeah. to the sun. Dude, I was roasting. We went to Calhoun's yesterday. I, I missed some. Well, they've got pretty pretty river too, but there's nothing like East Tennessee. I'm sorry. Um, they, uh, I think it was 107 in Phoenix today. So I left just in time. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> I left just in time because that would feel like 107 here would feel like right. 150. But it's a, yeah, it's definitely a lot different. Uh, yeah. 100, it's definitely a different 107. Um, but yeah, that's yeah, that it is. I'm sorry, but my Green Devils hat is faded. I like Greenville. It's the it's city of champions, isn't it? Pretty, I guess. Yeah, I think it's what they. I can't remember what they call themselves. I think it's city of champions. They've won enough that they can claim that. Yeah, I don't. I think, think I think they've. I, I think if I remember correctly, Greenville High School has played for a state championship in every single sport you can compete in. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I don't think they've won them yet. But. It's in the water up there. <laughs> <laughs> the good stuff. Yeah, I guess <laughs> The so. good stuff. Um, June 8th, though. June 8th. Also, I have, I have one more recruiting thing, just before I forget. Um, Prince Coley. Or oh. Coley. Um, he's the four-star outside linebacker from Jonesboro, Tennessee. Don't hear that a lot. No, recruiting. Um, you don't. David Crockett High School. Okay. Um Put Tennessee in his uh, top ten. Um, I'm not sure when he decides to um, make his decision, but hey, you're you're in the top ten. He's got offers from Auburn, Georgia, Oklahoma, Georgia Tech. So um, you know they're obviously in the top ten as well. And I think if you know things play, you play your cards right. You probably 
I think you'd have a shot at Prince Coley. Yeah. I didn't know opinion. I didn't know Davy Crockett was up there pumping out talent. I guess so. <laughs> I love it. Wasn't Daniel Boone? They had a couple guys this year, didn't they? There's some there must be some like you said, there must be something in the water up towards yeah. Johnson City. Yeah, that's They've got something going on. Tri Cities area got it going up there. Yeah. Um and then you also had four star outside linebacker Junior Colson, um, the guy from Ravenwood commit to Michigan today. Okay. Um so did choose Michigan. Lost one there, but hey, I, I played can't get them all. I played at Scottsdale with an Arizona fan, Arizona State fan, excuse me, and a Michigan fan, and he. I told him they were probably going to get a commitment from a Tennessee guy this year. Yeah. Not Tennessee guy, but a guy Tennessee was after this right. week. So, yeah. So, uh, I don't think they'll give up on him. I think you'll see them kind of be in his ear up until signing day. There you go. It ain't over till it's over. No, it's not. That ink and, to pa- that ink to paper is when it really matters. Let's also talk about Auburn. Okay, Auburn <laughs> yeah, is throw mad. Some shade. I'm ready to throw some shade. Auburn is so mad for no reason. Well, they thought they got the better of us with the the whole uh, oh, what's his, I've already forgotten his name. That's how much I, that's how little I care about it. Yep. Uh, and I think how little Tennessee coaches care about it. They thought I think they thought they had Tennessee's number after that, and uh, I think Jeremy Pruitt came back with a vengeance. And the best part is, I don't think he meant to. I think he was just out recruiting the best guys, and yeah, it just that's how little he cares about all. He hates Auburn, and he cares about them that little. Exactly. Coming here his first year and, and beats a, a ranked Auburn team. I mean, what is Auburn like? I had a lot of guys saying, like, oh, Tennessee's not good. Like, what have you won? Yeah, no, it's tough to, like. You won it with Cam Newton. You haven't done anything also, since. Also, you got caught cheating in the middle of the season. I, I get it. Every team cheats. But you got caught cheating, and they didn't do anything. That's um, unexplainable. So dumb. I think they started investigating it like nine games into the season. At that point, Auburn was like, just play him. We we would have to forfeit nine games if they found out. Yeah. They find out, and they're like, yeah, we're good. I mean, if it's not Auburn, it's Oregon, so this national championship really doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> Didn't that who they played in Oregon? Is that who they – I thought they beat Oregon. I'll have to look it up now. They, they lost. It. Who did they play when they lost to? I thought the Oregon game was when – who was, was it? They was got that to? who they played? Did they play um, Florida State? They lost – that was in the first playoff. They beat – no, that wasn't Florida, Florida State and Oregon. That was okay. – and that was when Jameis Winston threw the ball backwards. Yeah. Um, who did they play in the national championship? It was with uh, Nick Marshall who could, couldn't even speak English. <laughs> um, uh, I'm trying to look it up right now. But I think that's the – do you remember the play where the, the Auburn – I think it was running back gets tackled – and he pops up and keeps running. And yeah, Michael Dyer. Is it Michael Dyer? And they go back and review it, and he didn't hit the ground. And they, yeah. I mean, they did the right thing by letting it play, but it was super unfortunate. For, yeah, I think. Um, yeah, they're they're mad, and so nine nine commits Tennessee has literally had Auburn in their top schools, and a lot of them, like four or five of them, were it was between us and Auburn. It, it was Oregon in two thousand ten. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was between us and. Auburn and they picked Tennessee. I don't know why they're like, oh yeah, well, we didn't want him. We got somebody better. Blah blah. blah. Then why did, why were you in until the end? And they did lose to Florida State in 2013. Okay, yeah. There you go. There you go. Lost them crab legs. You should have offered them up before then. Yeah, right. It's your chance. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm pretty sure they they regret how they handled the the Jay Hardy, um, incident. Oh, they yeah, have. I mean. Charlie Gardner, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Miles on, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're like, mm, shouldn't have done that, shouldn't have pissed off uh, the Hornet. Yeah, no, you can't, you can't piss off Jeremy Pruitt. He, he already hated you because he's an out, he was an out. I'm gonna go with was an Alabama guy. Yeah, I think he's a Tennessee guy now. 
He does. He looks like a Tennessee guy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> getting heavy. Everywhere. He's, he's getting heavy. Uh, I think he's going to pass up big heavy here soon. Oh, man. That's going to be big. That's going to be big. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. June 8th, though, speaking of heavy, because apparently he wasn't the only guy that didn't want athletes to return June 1st. Yeah. Matt Jones. Yeah, according to that report. Um, but at the same time, it's like he wanted he just wanted to give schools enough time to get you know acclimated and ready. Uh, can't fault him for that. Totally get it. Uh, now the Vols are returning, which a lot of guys are already back. We you kind of mentioned how you you saw some guys heading back to campus two weeks ago. Yep. Um, they're making their way back, and and now I think most you're gonna see most Vols. Oh man, Peyton just pulled a Caleb went bunker to he about went bunker to bunker. <laughs> um, uh, I think you see you know most Vols are already here, but I guess you'll get the freshmen that we're gonna report in June now. So that's good. Like guys like Harrison Bailey are gonna be well. I guess he was already on campus, but any of the new guys that we're gonna report in June now you get. Yeah, I, I think it's it gives them enough time where freshmen are able to come in and at least compete. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not – it's not August and, and we're going back. and Showing up for the first time. Yeah, and then you start maybe in September. Yeah. And it's officially voluntary. But if you've played a sport, you know what a voluntary workout is. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Sorry, I should, I, should, I should say it correctly. If you have had significant playing time for a competitive team, you know what voluntary means. Exactly. Yep. I, I think it's a great first step. Um, you, it's going to be a lot more difficult with football than it is basketball. But I think with football, you work out pretty much in groups anyway. You don't have 150 people right. in the workout facility. Yeah, yeah. I think time. it's definitely, you know, like you said, they're going to have to split it up and they're, you know, they're, they can, they're going to have to go in small, probably smaller groups than normal, but it's not mm-hmm. going to be that big a deal. Because uh, it is going to be smaller groups. I think the biggest thing about b- getting them on campus, those freshmen especially, but even I mean, if you out of a hundred guys, you're not not all your guys were doing what they're supposed to do. That's just yep. how it goes, unfortunately. Yep. Um, so now you've got them. You're making sure they're going to be doing what they're supposed to do, um, and it gives you a better like looking at Oklahoma. If they didn't get back until you know August and the season started last of September, I'd be much more because we've got a lot to replace, and we're going to touch on that. Touch on it here in just a second. Yeah, because I think everybody was in agreement that they needed six weeks before the start of the season. Yeah. Well, they have that, and the six weeks is to get people ready to be in football shape. Mm. It, it's not just because we need six weeks to, to practice. Right. You need six weeks to get people from where you can't rely on them to do the stuff on their own. Yep. Yep. It's good to be back. I think it means um, football right now is on time. Football's on time. Um, so we'll see. Uh, Kentucky though, Kentucky won't be practicing, working out at all. They can't be on campus right now. Mm. Yeah. So their athletic director said until he believes it's safe, or I guess the people, the decision makers believe it's safe. No, oh, suck on that, Matt Jones. Yeah, I know. I'm like, also if the it's karma. I, yeah, no, it's he was. I and it's hilarious because he was just trying to make Tennessee fans mad because he knows that's who generates his clicks. Kentucky fans don't give a shit about you or. It's Kentucky sports. It's not. It's evident. They don't. They don't start watching Kentucky sports until November when basketball starts. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's just the way it goes up in Lexington. It's reality. It's just the Sorry. way it goes. Let's talk about talking about the next season. We think it's gonna. Right now, I think you can project it starting on time, with or without fans, to be determined. I believe um, it's states are op- starting to open it up, open up more. So I think that gives it an opportunity for fans. Heard some rumors that. They're going to – that kneeling will be open, but to less fans. I just don't see how you realistically do that. 
Also, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know how many, how many season tickets do they actually? Because I was thinking, like, can you just do season tickets? But how do you regulate that? How do you check everybody's? Well, I mean, you could just pass out season tickets, so you just don't give out single games. Right. But I think we're in like the seventy plus thousand of. Okay, yeah, so it's not possible. <laughs> Yeah, it's not. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know because I think the number I heard was like thirty something thousand, um, and I don't. Are, do all of them require a donation? I guess, I guess you better. I guess you better be make donating a lot of money if you want to be in Neyland next year. <laughs> that stinks. Yeah, but they can't stop us from tailgating. So yeah. No. <laughs> also, a lot of people are acting like fans being there is like don't even play the season without fans. No, play the season. Obviously, you want fans to be there. Do players want fans to be there? I'm sure, but they wouldn't want that over their season happening. No. No. That's absurd. And will it change the game? Yes, it will change the game. Will it change it drastically enough to not be played? No. I think that kind of, like, you can kiss the uh, home field advantage out the window. Oh, home field advantage would be virtually be impossible. I think you would have – I think, I mean, you have to understand that a lot of Georgia State's momentum could be attributed to the – the crowd in Neyland in terms of you can feel in crowds that big when the air just gets taken out of oh, yeah, 80,000 people. Yeah. If that crowd's not there, I'm not saying Tennessee wins because they don't. Tennessee was terrible that day. But yeah, that, that momentum shifts. The Tennessee players can feel when that air gets sucked out of the crowd. You can feel that kind of stuff. So yeah, it. it I think you would see a lot less upsets without fans. Yeah. You'd still see upsets, for sure. But you'd see a lot less. Mm-hmm. Also, you, you've been playing high school sports in front of no fans forever. Why would you not play... A year yeah. of college sports. It'd be it, okay. It's going to be weird, though, because, like, do you let in... Like, there, there's going to be some people there, like, media-wise right. and stuff like that. So, what does that look like? Do you just have them, like... You just create, like, a a cover and just have them, like, sit at tables, like, right on the 50-yard line? I, I don't... Or do you I mean, still have them up in the press box? That'd be kind of weird. I don't think you could, according, you know, if you had the social distancing guidelines, oh, yeah, which yeah. are, you know... Um, if you've been in an airport or kind of a joke or traveled anywhere. Um, but, and I'm not saying it's a joke to social distance for all you people that are going to be like, you don't believe in social No, I just believe that a lot of it is to make you feel comfortable when it's not effective. That's what I mean. Like going through TSA. If you've ever been through TSA, you know they are not checking your bag. How they probably should, how I would be comfortable them checking everybody's bag or checking everybody's personnel or personal you know, stuff. Um, I think a lot of it's done to make us comfortable and not really to protect us. That's all I mean. Um, but yeah, I think media would definitely be there. Uh, schools won't miss out on the opportunity for their team to be on the newspaper, um, or online or whatever. So the, yeah, media will still be there. I don't know how, like you said, I don't know how they'd look. I kind of don't get this and you correct me if I'm, if I'm off. Um, I don't get the whole mask thing, but still stay six feet away. I feel like uh, that, I think it's just added protection. I mean, I yeah, but it's protection. But I don't. I just don't get like some people are like, oh yeah, you need to social distance, but you also need to wear a mask. Yeah, I mean, I think it just has to do with at that's protection you could stack on top of protection. So it's well, that's all. Okay. I don't think it's like yes. I think it would. I think it's essentially doing somewhat of the same thing. Yeah. But it's also that's, that, that's kind of what. But I, it's also like it is adding. Like, if you're not able to be six feet away, you should probably wear a mask. If you're able to be six feet away, you... A mask isn't as important, but you're encouraged to wear it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like how a surgical mask, like the looser mask, don't, you know, aren't super effective for COVID, but you should still wear them because it does add some protection. Mm-hmm. Kind of like kind of like that. Yes, it is a little, you know, monotonous to do it, but yeah. 
I don't know. There's a lot, like you, like I said, there's a lot of health things that like they're there mostly just to make you feel comfortable. So also, I went because I had to go in Ross the other day. I had to. I didn't really have to, I guess, but I did. Um, nobody was standing six feet apart, and I wore a mask just because. Whatever. I just did. I had ones. So I wore it, but. Yeah, like this lady was standing. This lady was standing right behind me and vocal, like very loudly, telling everybody how she thought this was all BS. Yeah, and I was like, I mean, you can think it's BS, but is it really that? Is it gonna hurt you to stand six feet away from me? <laughs> is it like, does it ruin your day? Yeah, I almost <laughs> had to get into it with a guy at the gas station because he, all upset? he was Hot complaining mother. about his freaking Kroger points. <laughs> and at at the lady, he was like, it cut off at four four dollars. And she was like, okay, just hold on. I'll be over there in a second. Well, I'm standing like six feet from him. <laughs> and he comes back and looks at me. He was just like, $4? It just cut off and gets right up in my face. I was like, dude, can you please go on? <laughs> yeah, I would be mad on it any day. Let yeah, alone this stuff right. <laughs> Jesus, I don't care about your freaking points. Yeah, that was, Put that in was... the wrong number, I guess. I don't know. Buy some more groceries. Yeah. I think the lady that I flew next to was pretty upset because I kept taking my mask off to drink. It's <laughs> like I, I can't drink through the mask. So. <laughs> yeah, just let it filter. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, she just it sounded I could be overthinking it, but it sounded like every time I would like pull it down, she was like scoffing. <sighs> he has to take another swig of this drink. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do humans even need that much water? They don't. <laughs> Uh, David Newcomb says, uh, hashtag fire Pruitt. Just kidding. <laughs> said, yeah, bring in Coach Duggs. I heard that guy was awesome. <laughs> he, yeah. He said, uh, how we not get Junior Colson? Um, I think there, he had some family members go to Michigan. Um, and I think a lot of people around him wanted him to go to Michigan. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. That and I sense. think it's just. And he was kind of, he was lean in Michigan too. Yeah. I mean, that. it was, I think it's part of that brand where Tennessee, like, Kids in Tennessee just aren't really Tennessee fans because they just haven't been competitive. Yeah, I mean, you got to make it a brand again. And um, I mentioned balls are everywhere today. You're making a brand. You've got a guy who this is the most watched channel right now today because it's the only live sports going on. Tennessee's all over it. You've yep. got, the, I know Tom Brady stomped on the smoky head, but you got the smoky head. And then Peyton's been wearing, I think, a TriStar hat, which I guess in Tennessee balls. But and then he's got the power tee and checkerboard on his the the name's getting out there and that does a lot for the brand yep. so it's awesome and then Barstool will have like 40,000 I think Twitch viewers tonight it's insane yeah and they're tweeting oh, yeah. off their how's accounts. your season going have you started one yet yeah um not going well yet it's it's been freezing oh no yeah so no is it the game you think or the you got am I back am I back yep Okay. Cool. I don't know what's going on here. Um, yeah, so it, it's kind of been freezing. I got through like five or six games, so mm. I'm, I think I'm I think I'm five and one. Okay, where are you at? I'm at ECU. I'm an offense coordinator. ECU. Nice, dude. ECU is not like they've got good colors. I know a lot of people aren't a big fan of purple, but I think purple with a purple, yellow, black mm-hmm. looks good. I, I beat Boise State, which is ranked. Um, I lost to Virginia Tech by a touchdown. They scored with five seconds left. Right. Um, but I didn't obviously get to play defense because I'm offensive. Oh player. yeah, that's true. Um, I didn't think about that. So I scored too late. Mm. Um, was up by one, and then they they beat me. But I think by six actually. Um, so yeah, it's, there you go. It's going pretty good, I guess. My uh, my offense is is up there, pretty good. I don't there know where go. I'm going to go next. I don't know if I'll stay another year or not. 
Yeah, that's going to weigh heavy. I'm going to get my game fixed first. Yeah, right. You're going to have to keep us updated. Yep. Keep us updated on that. Um, let's look at some stat some stat projections, stat leader projections. Um, we're talk, we're, Like I said, we'll dive more in depth um, once we kind of start previewing positions and, and we'll, we, you know, we'll talk about uh, past just, you know, leading rusher and leading uh, leading receiver and stuff like that. We'll, we'll get a little bit more in depth when we do specific position previews. Uh, but today we're gonna we're gonna talk about who we think are gonna be the rushing, passing, receiving tackles, sacks, and interceptions. Um, let's start with rushing. I do want to mention last year Todd Chandler led with uh, led the led rushing with 680 yards. Um, so that that was your leading rusher last year. Todd Chandler returns, so that's a guy you get back. Who's your running back one? I don't think that necessarily matters to uh, your rushing yards the way. Uh, Cheney kind of managed the runners this year, uh, but I think it goes a, a little way, especially with the way Eric Gray finished off the year. He finished with I should have I already did write it down five hundred fifty eight yards. I think five hundred of that came in the last three games. Yeah, so he's he, he's coming off a little, little hot streak there. I, the way he ran, I just don't see how he's not running back one right now. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I think you got to go with the hot hand, and even if that carries over into off season. Still got to go with the hot hand, and yeah. that's I just feel like Eric Eric Gray gives you just a different dynamic than what you had on the roster. Yeah, and he's got a little he's got a little bit of ways to go to um, to be a good back <laughs> out of the backfield. Struggled catching out of the backfield, um, but it, you know he, he did a fine job blocking, and then he's going to have some help too that'll take some of that weight off his shoulders. I, I do think Eric Gray not only will be your starting running back, I think he'll also be your leading rusher at the end of the year. I do too, I, and I think I don't know if he is. I think he'll have. 1,500 scrimmage yards. I don't know if it'll be – if he'll have 1,000 rushing. Right. But I think with him being utilized out of the backfield, with the game, if it's any indication with how he's going to perform, I look at that Indiana game when he just basically took over. And yeah. it was it was dump-off passes and things like that. So that I think he'll be the leading rusher, um, also be your starter. But I also think he is your leading pass catcher. In receptions, you think Eric Gray leads in receptions? I think okay. Eric Gray leads in receptions. We gotta get better at the swing pass of that if we uh, right. Yeah, hopefully case. we just get rid of that. But I like a lot of screens. You know, yeah. I, I've been running a lot of screens in NCAA. There you so. go. There you go. Pro yeah. style offense or spread? Spread. Spread. Yeah. Throwing the ball. Throwing. Yeah. Throwing the pigskin. Um, getting burgers. I'm like dead last in, in rushing <laughs> offense right now. <laughs> Not a game manager, huh? No. Not a game manager. I like to score. Um, Only pass- fifty burgers. Yeah, fifty burgers. <laughs> Passing. I kind of went so last year. JG led with twenty one hundred, almost twenty two hundred yards. Um, I think I kind of went. I think a lot of people would consider it hot take because you haven't seen Peru's willingness to go away from JG. And my heart, my gut, sorry, my gut tells me to go with what I know that Tennessee will roll JG out there. But my heart says Harrison Bailey is going to be our leading passer. Oh man, that's what my heart tells me. I, like I just, it. I want him. I want, I desire for him to be the next guy at Tennessee so bad that I'm just going to I'm going to try to speak it into existence. And I love that we've talked about Harrison Bailey and, and Eric Gray so far. Um they're both freshmen or one was a freshman last yeah. year. This will be Young a freshman. And both got them away from Michigan. Yeah, true. Yeah. So I guess we'll trade those for Junior <laughs> Colson for for now. For now. We'll see if we can get him later though. <laughs> yeah. Um I, I like Harrison Bailey to be the guy. Like we said, I don't think he starts for Tennessee come day 1. Um Maybe JG comes out and he has a lot to prove. He has competition that pushes him. Um, and and Pruitt was right last year when he said JG would help Tennessee win football games, and he did. Um, he was he could argue you could argue he was one of the reasons you beat Missouri. I mean, yes, 
you had receivers that helped, but he had to throw the football. Yeah. Um, so you could argue that he was the sole, you know, I guess not the sole reason. But, yeah, he won Tennessee a lot of football games. Uh, it my, Like I said, my gut tells me JG's the guy, but my heart says Bailey, and I'm going to go with my heart, man. Speak from the heart. That's what they tell you to do. I'm going to go Harrison Bailey. Yeah, and I, we're watching Tom Brady and, and Peyton right now, and, you know, a lot of people just can't wait for the NFL season to start because you're actually going to know if it was Belichick or yeah. Brady. Yeah. Um. So – I'm wondering with the quarterback situation, I think you'll find out pretty quickly, was last year like the struggle, the I guess the hot streak at the at the end of the year, was that because of our receivers or was yeah. it because of JG? Yeah. And, you know, I think JG had a, a big part in that. Right. Um, but I think you're going to, with these new receivers you have coming in, don't have a lot of experience, you're mm-hmm. going to find out how good JG really is. Yeah, let's let's or not good, <laughs> right? Let's flip over receiving because we were talking about that um, and how you want it. But I'm gonna go with JG. JG, I mean, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go with JG. Okay, I'm and, hoping Harrison Bailey because I think he's the right. real deal. Um, but yeah, I'm going my gut, not my yeah. heart. <laughs> right. Um, looking at receiving, uh, I think this one's kind of obvious because you talked about how you lost so much. Uh, but Juwan Jennings led all receivers last year with 969 yards. Nice. Um, <laughs> the uh, I think it's obvious who it is just because of experience. And then he also, I mean, he balled out last year. He wasn't, he wasn't like the worst, you know, he wasn't the third on the depth chart because the guys in front of him were that much better. That right. wasn't the case. I, you probably could have flip-flopped any of those three guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you just had more experience and, and you know, where they fit within the game. Um, we had Jawan Jennings and Marquez Callaway in front of him. But I think it's Josh Palmer. He had almost 500 yards receiving last year. Uh, I think with, I think you get that. That's the thing too about if JG is a starter, I think that means you're getting good QB play. I think if you're not, you go to Harrison Bailey. So I think you're probably getting good QB play regardless next year. Uh, so I think Palmer has a chance to go over a thousand. Oh, I like that. Or add I, I, I want to see, I want to see a, a thousand yard rusher and a thousand yard receiver. I, I would love that. that. I mean, that means you probably have at least a three thousand yard, thirty five hundred yard passer. Yeah, so. that's great. Um, I, I think a lot of it comes to who is. You know, you talked about those three guys last year. None of them really, like, necessarily was better than one another. Right. Um, but it, JG was just more comfortable throwing Juwan Jones. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and why would would you not be? He's going to um, at least – he's going to do his 100% best to try and get So, it. I think it, it has to be Josh Palmer, just the fact that he – it seems like there is at least a little bit of comfortability with right. Josh Palmer. Yeah. I 100% agree. Yeah, I like Josh Palmer to be the guy. I think Ramel Keaton is right there with him. I had Keaton written down as I mean, if it's not Palmer, I think it's got to be Keaton. Yeah. So uh, I was watching. Um, somebody told me to go watch Harrison Bailey play Grayson his junior year because they were down twenty eight nothing at the half, mm. and they come back and I think lose like thirty five twenty eight. Oh wow! So I mean they. Definitely made a tear back. So, somebody wanted me to go watch that. And, and watching Harrison Bailey throw to Ramel Keaton, if Harrison Bailey's our starter, I think Ramel Keaton's your leading receiver. Okay. He's got that comfortability. And- yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that. If you want to see how – if you're unsure about Harrison Bailey in any way, go watch that game. You're like, holy crap. So, that'd be 2018 against Grayson, like you said? Yeah, his junior year. Yes, yes. 2018. I'll have to watch it this week because yeah. we're not we're not doing our 98 rewatch. Uh, I don't know, you know, what our plans are for watching more games. So I'll do that. I'll do that before Wednesday. Yep. Get a little Harrison Bailey action going. Yeah, on. he he took an absolute beating um, from guys that were 
you know, Grayson had, I think, like six or seven guys go D1. I think five were on the defensive side of the ball. Oh, dang. Um, you had Owen Papo that was going to Auburn. Um, you had some other guys. But, yeah, that was just a, a really good team and, and came all the way back and, and gave them a run for their money. Yeah, let's check that out this week. If you, you all need to check it out as well. Um, tackles, flipping to the defensive side of the ball. Tackles, last year, Batuli led all tacklers. He had 52 solo. I assume we're talking about solo tackles. Uh, I feel like this one's got to be obvious in terms of he was, I think, the third leading tackler last year. Uh, just all over the field. Seemed to be one of the smartest players on the field, always in the right place at the right time. That's Henry Toto. And I feel like he's got to be your leading tackler. And I think he could even be potentially your leading sack, sack leader because – there's not a lot of guys on that defensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball that have just proven to be great pass rushers. Yeah. The issue, if he is our sack leader, I think that means our defense isn't playing as good as it probably should be. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it, it both could be true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think he's definitely your leading tackler. I think it's got to be Henry Toto. He had 33 last year. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna go with Henry Toto. Also, I think you know he he just seems to be like a different level when it comes to understanding yeah. offenses. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I gotta go with him. He just seems to always be around the football. Even yep. if he's not making the tackle, he's right there. He's getting that assistant tackle, that's for yeah, sure. That's, sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh moving to sacks. Last year, uh Daryl Taylor led with eight and a half and um you lose which the good news is is Daryl Taylor wasn't he was dynamic, but he wasn't just this dominant guy that took over games or anything. So you're not losing that much with him. I don't know who you replace the pass for, like who's going to be a pass rusher like him, that does make it difficult. Uh, again, this is kind of someone I'm speaking into existence. You've seen some flashes from him. He had two and a half sacks last year, had a couple really good games. I think he could be that guy, and that's DeAndre Johnson. Oh, okay. I think he – and he's kind of taking the same path Daryl Taylor has. I feel like he was kind of smaller when he got onto campus, and he's mm-hmm. put on a lot of weight. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's that's interesting to me because, like, if I'm looking at – um, those two outside linebacker position, I would think DeAndre Johnson would probably be the second guy. Um, he probably, and that's the, I and mean, we talked about this last week, actually. We were kind of talking about, uh, I think we were asked who we thought would be the starters, and we thought DeAndre Johnson would kind of probably have to earn that spot. Mm-hmm. But he does, he kind of has the upper hand with spring practice not taking place. He was probably, he was probably the second guy last year. Yeah. Uh, so he's got a little bit of an upper hand. I think, <clears throat> I think he has uh, the ability to be that guy. And I think he, Again, kind of speak. I just kind of want him to be, and I, I don't think we have a ton of guys who can be that. So hopefully, that's a hope. Yeah, um, I, I'm going to go with a guy who, on the opposite side, that um, had a good like end of the year last year. Um, so I'll go with Kevon Bennett. I think that we saw a lot of flashes. You know, can he really hone in on this spring and 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 solidify himself as the proven pass rusher. Yeah, that's the big um, thing right now is you just don't have any great pass rushers. Got to get to the quarterback. Yep. Um, someone said, but, I always, but yeah, having a good year from both of those guys would, be would just make either like would make both their seasons better. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. We had, someone else said that they you know we've seen flashes and we we have we've seen some great flashes from uh, DeAndre Johnson. I think he's still got a ways to go. Um, yeah, we've seen some flashes. Some someone else said Kevon Bennett will be the man. I hope so. I, like you said, he he had some really great games as well. Um, yep. He's definitely got that ability. Um, he's probably in a spot 
like you said, Johnson's probably fighting for a starting position. I think Kevon Bennett's kind of that guy that you're like, you're the starter, you got to go now, you got to go play well now. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's probably definitely got the upper hand when you're talking about being the sack leader. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go right behind him. I'll go linebacker. I think it's Kavars Crouch. I think he, you know, spent all of last year trying to get to the quarterback, mm-hmm. and then he's going to be back at um, inside linebacker. I think that just helps him be able to get to the quarterback, and I feel like – was Batuli second? In sacks? Batuli, I think, was second, yeah. Okay. I so, know. I mean, we blitz a lot from the right. linebacking position. And it, it is um, tough to get sacks from that interior line. That's why, I, if Kavarius Crouch was an outside linebacker, and there's been talks of him potentially moving out there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, th- I think if he was an outside linebacker, I would feel very confident in him being the leading, yeah. the sack leader. Uh, I, th- I think he'll be he'll be second. And, and Roman Harrison's a guy that can maybe give DeAndre Johnson a run, or, or maybe they just – if. I think this is going to be a big – it would have been a big spring for him mm-hmm. um, just because he had – I think in high school he played defensive tackle. He didn't even play defensive right. Um yeah. there's all, I mean, there's a lot of guys that could have benefited <clears throat> from this offseason that don't get the full offseason. Yeah, especially the freshmen, Morvin Joseph, Tyler Barron, they could have benefit, benefited right. too. And, you know, if we got to see a little bit more f- from practice, maybe they jump in there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, moving on to interceptions, this is one that Vols really didn't make a ton of noise in the turnover department, especially when you look at interceptions last year. Uh, you know, Nigel Warrior kind of came into his own and made a couple big plays, and he was a leading interception guy last year with four. He leaves, and that's kind of what I mentioned as we were, I said we we're going to talk about this. Uh, so we've lost now our leading receiver, leading tackler, sack leader, and interception leader. Hmm. So you're losing all those guys this year. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a pretty big hit. Not that they can't be replaced. I'm not saying that. But it's a hit when you lose the leaders on your team, especially when you – say their names, it becomes even more important. That's Daniel Batuli, um, Daryl Taylor, and Nigel Warrior, and yep. John Jennings. Those four guys are big names and stat leaders. Uh, that'll hurt you. Uh, I do like Bryce Thompson to be this guy. I, it's okay. tough to get a lot of interceptions at the corner position. Uh, I think what will help him this year is I think there should be more balance so teams can't just throw away from him a lot. Uh, I think with Elante Taylor struggling, rotating a lot of guys in there, uh, it was easy to kind of throw away from Bryce Thompson. That, I don't think that'll be the case this year. Uh, if there was someone at safety, if Nigel Warrior was returning, I'd feel more confident and someone in the secondary they are getting it. I just don't know if that'll be the case. It may be another year where you don't have a ton of interceptions. Um, I, you could easily pick guys like Trevion Flowers to be that guy. I just don't know it. Bryce Thompson likes to go get the ball. He's physical. He'll fight receivers for the ball. I'm going to pick him. I think he could be sitting right around that three or four mark again. He had three last year. Mm-hmm. I think he could be sitting right around that mark again this year, but I think he's probably your leading interce- your interception leader. Okay. I'm going to go with Trayvon Flowers, and this is just if he can stay healthy. Had yeah. some unfortunate injuries yep. his last two years, but he just looks like um, an athlete, and you, you mentioned Nigel Warrior was our leading interception guy last year. I, I think it comes from that safety position, um, and he oh, just yeah. looks like the, the more ready to – to take on that Nigel Warrior role. You'd really like it to be one of your safeties leading interceptions. Uh, that well, I think if, if if it's not him, if he's not able to stay healthy for whatever reason, knock on wood, um, then it's probably Bryce Thompson. Yeah, me. and that, that I'm reversed in the same way. I think if it's not Bryce Thompson, it's Trevion Flowers. Uh, I, think, I hope, too. That's a guy I hope makes a lot of plays back there. I think he has the ability to. He's fast. Um, he showed flashes when he was healthy. The two games, three games? When did he get hurt? He got hurt in Mississippi State. He got okay. an interception so four, and broke his leg. Four games? Okay. Yep. Um, more than that. Because Florida was a fourth game, right? Florida was – yeah. I don't remember. Um, regardless, the – so, yeah, I think Trayvon Flowers definitely could be that guy, but it'll be tough. 
Really yep. tough. Uh, someone said Kenneth George has shown some good stuff. Kenneth George has shown flashes. I don't know how how often he can go get the ball. That's kind of the big thing. The two guys we picked out, they've they have they have bodies of work that have shown they'll go out and get the ball. Yeah, and I just don't like. I think the same thing with Kenneth George, but I just don't see him starting. I, I think you have a lot more upside with Alante Taylor at that yeah. position. Yeah, um, no, and hopefully he's kind of out of the doghouse too. That hurt him a little bit getting burned at BYU yeah. on busted coverage. Especially if you look at what Pruitt's recruiting and just pure athletes, that was Alante Taylor out of high school. Yep, a lot of guys are fighting for that same position. Yep. So, um, yeah, I think, and I think if that solidifies, that helps Bryce Thompson even more to maybe have a chance to get some more balls. Yep. So we'll see. Um, anything you kind of want to talk about with stat projections? Like I said, we'll get into a little more nitty, nitty and gritty of that as we approach the season. Um, I think if those guys are leading st- your your stat leaders, I think you've got a really good chance of having another good or building on the see, the way you ended last season. We go in C mag and points. Oh yeah, we're gonna put up a ton of we're gonna give them a ton of chances, to kick extra points. Hopefully not too many field goals. Yeah, we're gonna um, spread the wealth and get yeah. a lot of touchdowns, a lot of extra points. Exactly. That's that's the plan. Yeah, that's the plan. Um. Speaking of great Tennessee football, Coach Duggs, mm. old Duggerton. What's his first name? Gus. Gus, that's right. Gus is good times offense. Yep. Um, Gus Duggerton going to the Swamp tonight at 9.30. It's a night game. What about it? Under the lights in the Swamp. Ugh. Who do you... stinks. <laughs> Have we... When did he play his last game? He played uh, UConn. Friday? Right? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's right. Friday played UConn. Um, it was close. That was a close game. Yeah, he almost pulled a almost pulled a old <laughs> through it there and got off to a tough start. Um, but they finished strong. Three and strong under Duggerton. Yeah, three and zero. That's all that matters is the final score and the and the win loss record. Three and zero. Moving on to Florida. I don't know. Is the Florida team good in this year? This I don't know. I haven't what, heard anything about him. What year is he in the game? Seventeen or eighteen? He's how long has he been doing it? He's been a head coach for three years, but he was offense coordinator at Toledo and uh, USC and Florida State. Okay, so he should be in 20. No, at Florida State and Toledo, he was head coach at USC and Texas. Dude, I bet he's got a Wikipedia article. What do you bet? He probably does. Let's see if I can find it real quick because that will tell us exactly what. It's got to be like his fifth season. At least fifth season? So that puts him in 2018. Yeah. Because it starts a year back, right, usually? Yeah. Or you're back from with the game. Well, my phone is not working at all right now. <laughs> I'm getting um, a new one this week. Thank so, yeah, he, he beats UCLA 55-28, 50-burger. 50-burger. Um, then uh, Baylor, he beats 55-35 with another 50-burger. And then UConn was down 24-14 and came back and won 28-24. Hey, hey, that's what you like to see. Teams have got to ground out wins at some point. they got to face adversity. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. How are these players ever going to learn how to face adversity? they got to learn to respond. Game? Yep. You gotta exactly. You love to see it. You yep. absolutely love to see it. I love how many articles there are, and like half of them are like in quotations in the article, like not real, fictional. <laughs> he should That's be. It. He should have like his IMDb. Um, yeah, he profile. appears in. He appears in. He's credited roles. Yeah, we'll see here. But yeah, it's not like I was watching it on Friday, and is that thunder? Yeah, I guess that storm finally moving oh, in. My, um, that was intense. Um. God, five years. So he's playing in twenty, I guess nineteen now. Okay, like five seasons. Jeez, but yeah, I was watching Wednesday and like I was kind of getting nervous. Oh, yeah, you're thinking, oh man, I'm like, but it's, but it's really not a true Tennessee game unless there's exactly. some adversity. In it. Is, is Duggerton getting? Is, you know, 
It's Dirt and the guy. I think he, you had to wonder that mm-hmm. as, as it started coming down to the wire. So. Yeah, there was people that thought he couldn't win the big one. He, he finally did. But he, he, you, you got to win the big one tonight. Tonight's yeah. the big one. Tonight kind of it determines the trajectory of the rest of your season. That's mm-hmm. that Florida game. So we'll see. Yep. We'll see. Fan, do we have any questions? Oh, we don't have a lot. I don't have mm. any on Facebook. Do y'all have any questions? We'd love to yeah. cover some if y'all have mm. any. Bring them to us. Because we like to rant and go on tangents. So uh, I'll gladly go on a tangent. Yeah, any time. You can't tell. But, uh... Hmm. But, dude, I was getting I was getting pumped up with Auburn hopping in my, my replies. I'm like, man. You guys aren't you guys aren't upset though. Auburn fans aren't upset. No, they're not. They just feel the need to respond. Yeah, we we got a quarterback that was way better than yours. Right. And what's like so rivals ranks are based on like a six point scale. Uh huh. So like a four star is like five point eight, a three star is a five point six. What's the actual difference? Is there that much of a difference? So Swain had who was it on? Somebody two four seven. Do you listen to it? I didn't. I guess I need to go listen to it because apparently he explains the rankings and stuff. You, you can't explain it to me where I'm gonna like not have a question. About explain it. to me like I'm a four year old, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely have some some questions, right? It, it, like my first question is like how how are you able to evaluate guys so much where you're dropping guys sixty four spots? So that's the annoying part is like they probably have what they think is a justified reason to do it, but at the same time. Is it really justified? Because, like, you could make up anything. Right. So, is it really justified? I don't know. Yeah, probably not. Right. Well, you know, we rewatched their highlight film, and, uh, what's, I mean, aren't they the ones that say you, you can't just go off highlights, but that's the only thing out? Like, I mean, <laughs> I guess, are they watching full film? Yeah. Also, you getting access to, um, David Crockett's huddle, right? I mean, yeah, that that's a good point. Are they really watching full games? And if that and if that's the case, are you admitting that the rest of your time, your uh, recruiting rankings have been flaw? Yeah, that that that's. Are you admitting that? Because you don't usually get a chance. Also, if you have guys that do this full time, shouldn't they be evaluating film anyways all the time? What else would they be doing? Yeah, that's. I don't know. I have no clue. Yeah, I that, that's my question with the NCAA. It's like, oh, we're going to table this till January. Why not now? What what, are you, what have you been doing now? Like, right. have you not had a plan in place now? To, you've had plenty of time. Yeah, I have a lot of questions for everybody involved. Oh, my God. NCAA a, just makes me so... Like, playing NCAA 14 makes me so mad that we can't have that game now. Golly, dude. No, I don't like, I had to literally go buy a freaking six-year-old game... And you had to buy a system, which it was. Yeah. It was cheaper than just buying the game, so that's good. How old is that system? Probably 2012? Yeah. Oh, that one's probably older than that. I'm looking at it. Because they started like releasing the Slim. 2011? The yeah, the 360 Slim. Um, yeah. So um, a nine-year-old system? I'm having to rely on nine-year-old technology to get me through NCAA. Right. Trash. <laughs> uh, let's go into some segments. I didn't get any questions. Let me double-check it before I completely move on. No questions. Um, let's do some most important of the week. Most important. I'm going to go with um, this golf match. So you know a little bit more about what this is for and how much money is involved, don't you? 
I don't think there's, as far as I know, I don't think there's any money involved for the players. Okay. I think it's all raising money for charity for COVID. But people were throwing in like, hey, I'll do 100000 on this and it, hole. And it's going to charity. Going to charity. Yeah, okay. so like Brooks Kepka, uh, I think he's ranked number three in the world right now is what they said. He's highly ranked in the, in the golf rankings. Uh, he said he would give 100000 if, um, did Brady just stick one close? If Tom Brady hit a hole, uh, par on anywhere on the front nine, and then he had that hole out for eagle from like 100 yards. That was pretty impressive, honestly. That shot's, that, those are the kind of shots, you've seen how bad Brady's played. Those are the kind of shots that keep you coming. The shot he just had that didn't go in is the kind of shot that keeps you coming back in golf. Yeah, is is Brady hustling? Because he's had some Maybe. really good shots. Yeah, he might have he might have been, been getting people comfortable or something. Um, I think, well, people are being like, Tom, if you hit this on the green, I'll donate $100,000. And I think yeah. that's what Russell Wilson just did. Oh, is that the 100,000 meals if he hit yeah. on the green? Okay. Wow. Yeah, so he's he's racking up some some donation points. Uh, people don't do that, Peyton Manning, because they know he's he's better. They're now they're only down one though. They were down three before Tom hold out from 100 yards out, and now they're only down one. Ooh. I think the back nine though is a little bit more like traditional like um, partner golf. I think they're doing a I think they're doing the scrambled best ball. All, nah. There's I think there's a bunch of different formats they're playing, and I don't know. I don't know how what format the back nine is because I haven't been obviously I've been here the entire time so I haven't listened to. Dude, I can format. honestly tell you I've never watched golf ever mm-hmm. like ever in my life. Okay, watch golf, but I've watched this since it started and yeah, and it's, it's easy, pretty interesting and it's definitely easier to watch it because they're entertaining. Oh, Peyton put Peyton one closer, even closer. Dang, I mean he's a foot or two out. Let's see if Tiger can match it. Um, I mean, it's definitely interesting because, so like normal golf, you don't hear them talking like this, and then they're not cutting up like this. Yeah. So it's a little bit easier to watch if you're not a golf fan. But yeah, if you're a golf fan, it's like best of both worlds. They, they've kind of like, at the first, they're really chatting it up yeah. and talking trash, and now it's kind of got a little bit quieter as the, yeah. the match has gone on. It's kind of getting to the point where, okay, I, I need to win. Right, and it's good that a lot of like a lot of people are like, I don't like it. Not a lot. There's some people that kind of like it because it's not for anything. These dudes are competitive. And then not only are they competitive, they're playing against their biggest rival of their career. Yeah. So they want to beat them. Right. Like, it's it doesn't matter that they're not playing for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, they they want to beat them. But, yeah, it's been fun to see Tiger, like, coaching Phil, or Phil, coaching Peyton up. Uh, if you've watched him around the greens, Tiger's telling him exactly what to do. And, and Phil's kind of like that with Tom, but he's not in the way Tiger. Like, you can tell Tiger and Peyton have played several rounds together in preparation for this match. Yeah. Because they're, like, saying stuff that – isn't obvious what they're saying immediately, but you know it means something to each of them. So what is he, just a foot and a half? Foot, 18 inches. 18 yep. inches? Yeah, just a little over a foot and a half. Is it 18? Yeah. Okay. okay. Foot and a half. Nice. That's a good shot, Peyton. Hey, don't move the ball, sir. <laughs> yeah, he, he touched it a little bit with tape measure. I don't know what he... So you win something on each hole with closest to the pin. Okay. But it's like one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars to like charity. You don't win anything, I guess. Gotcha. But these guys don't need to win any money. They're, they'll be, they'll be fun. Don't worry about them. They'll be just fine. Yep. Yeah, it's been fun though. It's been really fun to watch. Uh, I'm glad they did it. I hope they do more stuff like this outside of. I know it's tough with like, you know, the PGA season, and then if it's current athletes, the NFL season. Um, I know it's tough to do, but this stuff's cool. Pay, or Tiger and Phil played Thanksgiving weekend. What was that? A year ago? Year and a yeah, half ago? That was a cool event. It wasn't. I don't think it was what everybody expected, but it was re- cool regardless. Uh, so I hope they continue to do stuff like this. It, it definitely is a. Peyton, you got to put that, buddy. You don't get birdies given to you. 
He didn't take his putter out there with him. What's he doing? Phil, give it to him. Garbage. Can't give. <laughs> can't give people birdies. Get out of here. You gotta put that out. Um, but yeah, it's been super cool. I've enjoyed it. My first most important is East Ponds. Did we know he could play the saxophone? I didn't know. I didn't think so either. I know we may have been told that when you know Grant could play piano. Um, Admiral could play guitar. Grant can play like six So are we just like recruiting based off? Well, you have to have more talents other than basketball. See, I was about to say we. I remember making a joke that Rick Barnes was actually recruiting for a band. He okay, was, he was getting a band together. Okay, yeah. Um, just they just happened to play basketball too. Uh, so maybe we did. Maybe we had heard that at one point. But yeah, playing a careless whisper. Yeah, getting it's kind of unfair that you're taking everybody's everybody's girls, man. That's kind of mean. Yeah, I want to. I, I want to. I hope he stays. So when he dunks on somebody, I can just tweet that video at him and be like, you got dunked on by this guy. I just wanted <laughs> so much sacks. So much sacks. <laughs> there was so much sacks in that video. It was great. Also, uh, going back to the the golf, um, did you see where um, Peyton was kind of talking trash to Tom, saying that um, if he, he – he didn't really know how to get in his head. He thought about, you know, having his brother or Nick Foles being his caddy. I did. That was a good little job. Yeah, solid job. And then, um, and then Tom Brady. Tom Brady's weird. I feel like, like Tom Brady legit got offended by. It. He's like, dude, that's a low blow. Yeah. <laughs> and he, I'm sure he was joking, but it did not sound like he was joking. But like, Peyton Manning just so much more pers- personable. Oh yeah, he's got way better skill, you know, personality skills to than Tom. Yeah, so. because like, Tom Brady was just like. What's this? What's his head for? And it was smoky, and he act like he's like they haven't been good since you left. I'm like, we won a national championship the year after. Yeah, that's that was a bad take. That was a bad take. He's so dumb. And then um, they, also they him admitting smart. that Tennessee was good when Peyton was there. He admitted it because mm-hmm. for them to not be good since then, they would have to be good when Peyton was there. He at least admitted that. Yeah, he at least admitted that. Uh, do I have any more most importants? Uh, I, I have. Know. I have some. I have some fails. Um, plenty of fails. <clears throat> Tobias Harris um, announced he will provide mortgage assistance for 12 families, lunch for 250 healthcare workers, and 20,000 20, children's books for at-home libraries. Who is that again? Tobias Harris. Oh, nice. Tobias. Dude, I wish he had played longer. I wish he could have played longer at Tennessee. Yeah. I understand why he left. It's just... Right. Mm, that sucks. I think more most important... I don't know. I, I have this, and it's an exchange front with Miles Garrett and OBJ. Probably kind of a fail, too. But uh, Miles Garrett says how OBJ thought spanking the cop was going to go, and it was Carl Malone and um, Dennis Rodman slapping each other's ass. Dude. And so Miles Garrett tweeted that, and then OBJ comes back and says, Wait a minute. That wasn't even the worst part. The worst part was I got charged with assault, and you somehow didn't. Only in America. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was a pretty good little comeback by OBJ. Yeah. Pretty good little comeback. I've got, uh, this has got to be a little bit of fail on Marcus Spears, uh, but Ron Clark gets the most important here. He takes the cake. Uh, Marcus Spears, after the last dance, which I haven't gotten to watch the last two episodes yet. I was on the road. Um, oh, sorry, night. I ruined it. Yeah, you ruined it. Yeah, Carl Malone and Vince <laughs> Robin smack each other's ass. <laughs> um, he said, five dudes deliver pizza. I ain't eating that. Damn food poisoning. They tried to poison the man. Hashtag sheesh. Ryan Clark tweeted back at him and said, man, you play D-line. You eating that pizza. <laughs> and I would eat that pizza, but Marcus Spears, I know you're eating that pizza. 
Jeez. Fantastic. Uh, all I've got left is fails. You got any more most important? Um, I don't have any more most important. I got some fails. A lot of failures this week. I'll go first. Um, let's see. That's stupidity. I'll save that for Wednesday because that was a dumb take. Uh, so maybe fail, 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 fail. I'll go. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Dak Prescott turned down a five-year, $175 million, million dollar contract from the Cowboys. Turn that's it down. No, he wants dumb. to be the highest-paid quarterback ever. Yeah, buddy, you haven't won enough to do what, that. What, has <laughs> he even won a playoff game? Don't, I honestly don't know, so I don't want to answer that. I feel like he hasn't. I'm if so, so it's, it's one or two. Yeah, it, yeah. No, it wouldn't be more than one or two. It would not be. Uh, I've got dead spin, which I thought was no longer a thing. Um, they said Tyler Bray has zero completions, zero yards, and zero touchdowns over his five-year NFL career. Shout out to Vault VFL Tyler Bray. The, Bear, the Bears gave him a contract worth nearly one million dollars. They said Cam and Cap question mark three hundred plus combined touchdowns, still no deal for either. So are they going to take that million? Oh yeah, no, no. Are you th- like I tweeted? I was like, you cannot be that stupid. There's no read way. your tweet. There's no way. Read your tweet. Also, Tyler Bray is probably going to get cut by the Bears before the season starts. Yeah, and or at least move to practice squad. So Dak wanted a hundred. He turned down one hundred seventy-five million. So what's that over? It's probably like a five-year deal. Yeah, it's five, oh, years. It's five so, years. So how much is that a year? Um, Do it real quick. Thirty-five million a year. Thirty-five million. You think Cam and Cam Cam has zero business taking that much, and Cap does too. Yeah. I mean, but but Cam would like that would be a like he would take five year a hundred and what do we say? He, I mean, he, he, he he's been he's all the quarterback that Dak is. That's true. Uh yeah. Dak, when you're talking about recent years, I'd probably take Dak over Cam. But yeah, right. When you're but I mean, money, when when you look at what they've won, I mean, Cam's yeah. been to a Super Bowl. Dak hasn't been no. even sniffed a Super Bowl. No, I mean, yeah, recently I'm, I'm probably taking Dak over Cam, but they, he doesn't. I mean, he deserves probably more money, but not like not thirty five million a year. That's no, for no. sure. Not so yeah, million. they're neither one of those guys want to sign for yeah, a million dollars. Like, I'm just like, how stupid can you be? They didn't. It's not like they're like, oh, we can, you know, save him. You know, we can spend this million on Tyler Bray or on Cam Newton and select Tyler Bray. That's not what happened. No, <laughs> that's not what happened. Um, I mean, if 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 it was, they are paying Mitch Trubisky, which I think both those quarterbacks are probably better than Mitch. Yeah. But still, Cap and Cam may not take that little amount of money. No, they're sa- they're saving money taking a shitty quarterback. Yeah, I'll give them that. I think that's all I have. Also, I did I? Oh yeah, I did show you that. Okay. I have one. Uh, Furman Baseball has in, informed that the baseball program is going to be cut. And mm. 2019, they had 13 conference wins. Dang. Yeah, that's a big thing that I think a lot of people are missing is smaller schools are going to have to cut programs because yep. they're losing money this year. Mm-hmm. They lost money. Especially just, with the NCAA tournament that, not happening. That just sucks because, like, Furman is, is kind of close to here. So yeah. it's, it's going impa- to It probably could impact some. I know there's some local guys playing f- football at Furman, which hadn't impacted Furman football yet. Yeah. Rough. Crazy. For sure. Definitely sucks. I mean, the reality, like, is, you know, you need sport. Like, you need – athletics need to happen. Yeah. Not just because of people's entertainment, but to fund the program. Right. 
to keep it alive. Right. So, yeah. That's all I got. That's all I've got. I, I, guys, I shot an 89 at Scottsdale, which I know doesn't sound great. I played with rented clubs. Um, you had to I, go you buy know, a shirt at Ross. You couldn't even wash it first. You know what frustrated me is, uh, so I took a video of me hitting on 16. That's the the signature hole. And um, I saw that my swing looked terrible and fixed it. And I went par, par with a chance at birdie on 18. Did you play by yourself? No, I played with two guys. Okay. Yeah, they paired me up. Um, one guy was from, well, he was originally from Florida, but hadn't moved out to Phoenix. And then a guy that had some, vaca- I guess, a vacation home in Phoenix, essentially, um, from Ohio, I think, a hmm. Michigan fan. So, I think he was, like, on the border of Michigan, Ohio. Uh, nice dudes. It was a lot of fun. Um, I will hopefully get to play that course again. I got to play it super cheap. Well, much cheaper than it normally is, is what right. I should say. Um, yeah, it was awesome. I uh, don't regret spending the amount of money I did. <laughs> That's always nice when you spend the amount of money and don't like. Okay, yeah. that that was a good buy. I'm glad oh, I'm I've definitely that. played some rounds of golf, especially where I'm like, did I really just spend that? <laughs> yeah, golf will do that to you real quick. It'll break you down if you don't. If you didn't watch the first like four or five holes uh, of this, that is what bad golf feels like. Just constantly like, oh my god, <laughs> why? I think he dropped the f bomb a couple times, just a few that the camera saw, I guess. Yeah, so the saw, mic didn't pick him one. up, but I saw him drop it a couple times. Yeah, maybe it's on like a one second delay where they <laughs> yeah. able to go They're away from to, that. Able to mute. They, they saw it coming. We're <laughs> just like, oh. yeah, it's it's definitely easy to tell when the f bomb's coming. Yeah, I think Peyton got caught dropping one in a fairway. Good for him. Just <laughs> so let him loose, man. This is for charity. Let I think it should. Yeah, you let should. the f bombs go. Yeah. Do you have a? Did we get a winner today? We heard. Um, I'm about to do the giveaway on Wednesday. Hold on a second. I don't want to. I don't want to promise y'all anything. I did not get a okay. good giveaway. We'll do the giveaway Wednesday. Uh, hey, but hey, that gives you more time to sign up if you just came into the show, didn't hear it at the beginning. Go to volunteerroadshow.com, sign up for an account. You get access to all of our content, um, and you get to enter a chance to win a twenty-five dollar gift card. So, do just it. all you got to do is put your email. It's free. Uh, we'd love for you to do that. We'd love for you to get that gift card, guys. We appreciate y'all listening. We'll be back on Wednesday. Check out any uh, YouTube videos between now and Wednesday uh, for any uh, live updates of sports. 9.30 tonight, Doug's takes on Florida. Don't miss that. Who are you picking? Tennessee. Are we dropping a 50-burger? Yeah, think? by a million. Oh, okay. Tennessee by a million. Okay, so it's not even going to be close. No, no. And you don't even know how good Florida is. You're just saying. You just yeah, have I'm, that much faith in, no in, in Doug's. Yeah, and Coach Doug's and uh, Caleb Presley, QB1. Yeah, and you got... Um, a lot of people are triggered by him wearing 16, but I think if you're going to pull out 16 for anybody, it's got to be Caleb Preston. Yeah, it's got to be a guy that could possibly win the Heisman. Exactly. Um, exactly. And you have Rico Burgerton and yeah. um, JoJo Smalls. Okay. I didn't know JoJo Smalls. I knew about Burgerton. Rogers Cole. Who else you got? You got some You got some dudes on there. Do you? You got, you got some, some studs. Um, you love to see it. Yeah. That, that's all we got. Four Guys, ones. we got some... Some big things in the works. Hopefully, we'll uh, have some news this week of when that's going to come out. Kind of a, a bonus thing for you guys each week that we'll try to do. Um, I'm not going to tell you exactly what it is because we want it to be a nice surprise. Yeah, it'll be a wonderful surprise. Yep. That's all we got. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.